Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for more mature audiences only. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Hello and welcome to Miguel and Holly Uncensored. It's our podcast that we do three times a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can see it live on the Miguel and Holly and the Hits 961 Facebook page and on the Miguel and Holly YouTube channel. Uh, also, make sure to look for other podcasts like Miguel and Holly Full Show uh, or Miguel and Holly Queen City Confessions or Miguel and Holly's Blown Off. You can listen to all of our podcasts. You can binge on demand anywhere you listen to podcasts. All of them. All of them. Uh, we have a very special guest today. Super, super excited uh, to talk about this because the news broke over the weekend or was it? Last week when it was announced? No, it was over there. It was like, well, we knew that the episode was coming, but until it aired, we didn't know what the outcome was, obviously. Yes. And so we would like to welcome to Miguel and Holly Uncensored into the Platypus Posse, Mr. Anthony Denning from another food truck. Chef extraordinaire. Yes. <laughs> um. So you are being talked about all over uh, Charlotte and North Carolina because you just won a reality show. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels surreal. I, I couldn't really. I, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. So yeah, <laughs> it feels surreal for sure. The show being chopped, by the way, um, and it has to feel surreal because it's like you're just doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you're on TV, and now everyone's like, "Oh, we know him," and you're like, "Whoa, where did this come from?" I have a question. <laughs> Is it kind of like RuPaul's Drag Race where everyone gets filmed like that you won and then you don't find out till it gets aired? Or did you know and then you probably signed like a contract or something that you couldn't say anything? Uh, Okay, so yeah, I knew. Oh, okay. I knew I won, but I couldn't tell anyone. Right. Else, you know, so you got to keep it, you know, keep everything confidential. Right. Wow. Damn, that's funny. so amazing. So you've won Chopped. Uh, you have another food truck here in Charlotte and uh, $10,000 was the prize money, right? Yep, yep, it was 10 grand, yep. Wow, all right, so let's talk about, because uh, uh, we have to spend a moment talking about the food truck, because I've been looking through the Instagram, and I'm just like... Miguel's thing is food, just to make it very clear and plain mm, up front, like mm. Miguel is a food <laughs> right. connoisseur, like a, just a food fan, yes. so we're going to spend some time talking about your food. Yes, 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 we will, but I want to talk about what led up to you getting on Chopped. Uh, how did that process work? Um, so basically I had been getting like emails and stuff like that from food network for like different stuff or I, yeah, pretty much food network for different stuff. And I kind of thought it was a scam. Like I wasn't, <laughs> answering them. I was like, no, nah, this is too good to be true. How y'all get my information? You know, just being thinking, thinking silly. So this time I actually ended up responding. I think it was a call. I want to say, mm. so it was a little bit different. Um, so I ended up responding, um, ended up talking to him, and it was legit. So I was just kind of like, all right, let's do it. Um, I was I was pretty nervous. I didn't know what to expect, but I just was like, you know, gung-ho to go ahead and try to compete and have fun. So, Wow. So what is the premise of the show if someone hasn't seen the show Chopped before? 
Um, so you're you're being timed. It's three rounds: an appetizer, entree, and dessert. And then you have a mystery basket full of items that are crazy most of the time. Uh, the name of my episode was "More Cheese, Please." So I was on a, theme, a cheese themed episode. So all of our baskets had like different cheeses or anything to do with cheese. We had to use in every single basket. So um, it's like uh, two thirty minute rounds, one twenty minute round. Oh, my gosh. So when you're there filming, what's going through your head as you're like, all right, I got to, like, do Charlotte proud. I got to make my food truck proud. I got to make my family, my friends. What's going through your mind when you unbox and you just see all the cheese stuff there? Honestly, I'm not even thinking about making anybody proud at that moment. Only thing I can think about is what am I going to do with what's in front of me? Like, And then once that processes then my mind goes to all right i gotta make sure i do something that is other people are going to be proud of and appreciate so yeah but in the very beginning when you first open up those baskets you don't have time to think about nothing else <laughs> no. and how does it come to you i have i i watch food network a lot probably more than i should admit but like in almost any of their competition shows i always think to myself <clears throat> so you get shown your ingredients how does your brain work so fast? Like, how do you pull from, okay, what recipe do I know? Can I do well? Will work with these ingredients? How does it work? Like, you open it up, you see what you have. Do you even know what the process is and how fast it goes to, to like, here's ingredients. How am I going to make a winning dish? Um, honestly, that at that point, it comes down to, like, for me at least, I only try to make stuff that I know I know how to make. So therefore, my stress wasn't trying to figure out what to make. It's trying to figure out how to make these ingredients fit into what I already have in my mind. Mm. So that makes that's, sense. That's more of it. Like a lot of people were like questioning why I did like a cornbread cake in my last round. And I did that because I'm not a baker, but I have a cornbread recipe etched into my brain. So mm -hmm. can I take this cornbread recipe and turn it into a dessert rather than me trying to do something I'm not comfortable with? Mm. Mm. And obviously you won. I feel like people that win, um, it doesn't really matter like creati creativity wise or like, oh, you did this fancy thing on the top and the presentation is so good. Like it matters whether it tastes good or not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm I'm that my food in general is is not all the little dainty, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't I, I, I like that stuff. Like I, I'm a culinary school graduate. I can do it. But for me, I like to cook things that I would eat and that I feel like other people would appreciate and want to eat as well. So flavor is always at the top of the to the list for me. And mm. that's and that's obviously I think that's what took took you over the finish line. The timing. The the second question I have, other than like how do you figure it out? Is the timing truly the hardest part? Because you see sometimes on shows like Chopped, people just underestimate the the short amount of time that you have. Um, the timing is super important. Like you just have to, I, basically for me, I think about it. Like if I need to cook something, I need to either pound this protein out or I need to cut this vegetable as small as I can cut it. So it can cook in the right, in the amount of time. Like I mm. chose something pretty risky. I did a potato soup in the first round and I had to slice the potato super thin to get them to cook in time. So the, the timing is big for me. I just as long as I finished each round within a time limit, I just felt like I was going to be successful. So, yes, the timing is a huge thing. 
Mm, Got it. What was it like when they said, you win, you're the winner, $10,000. What was going through your mind? Uh, (laughs) My mind kind of went blank, honestly. (laughs) Like my wife was pregnant at the time and our son was like probably maybe a month out. So the first thing I thought about when I actually found out I won after going blank was my son. I was just like, I can't wait for him to get older for me to show him that. Because mm. um, mm. I just feel like that's very important for to for fathers to, number one, be present, and number two, be able to accomplish things to show their sons mm. and their daughters as well. Yeah. I love that so much. Now, let's talk about your food truck. Um, what? How would you describe your food truck if someone hasn't had it before? Um, so my, I, I think my, at this point with this menu, I think the food truck is kind of like a nice, a nice mashup of everything that food trucks are kind of known for. So we have like the hot chicken smash, which is a natural hot grilled cheese, we have loaded mac and cheeses, fries, burgers. We run specials. Um, we just like to, you know, try different things and, and be adventurous. If you're the type of person that likes boring, simple food, then our food truck is definitely not for you. Mm. Mm. And I'm just looking through your Instagram now. So for those of you that are listening, um, you can look up the Instagram for another food truck. But for those of you that are watching, you can obviously see some of these Mm. uh, menu items. Uh, What sort of mac and cheese is that that you all have? Um, So we have a seafood mac and cheese, which contains crab, spinach, tomatoes, blackened shrimp. Mm. Um, and panko yeah. bread crust and then we have like our regular mac and cheese which we call crack mac which is just a five cheese mac and cheese mm-hmm. um, top of bread crust mm-hmm. as well love it I am just sitting here looking at <laughs> <Yes, laughs> drooling so tell me what else uh, <laughs> oh what's that uh, so what is this right here we're looking at uh, I believe Yo, that you- is a hot shrimp uh, a hot shrimp mac and cheese. We used to have a mac and cheese that we used to call hot mac. It was like Nashville hot chicken on mac and cheese. I think somebody wanted it with shrimp right there. Ooh, mm. my goodness. So what is your sort of dish that you tell people to try at your food truck um, if it's their first time there? Um, if it's their first time, if they like stuff that's spicy, I would say a hot chicken smash is probably the first thing that I'll suggest to someone. Mm. Followed by like the fish sandwich. The fish sandwich is really good as well. Ooh, I love a good fish sandwich. I, this mm. is just this right here is just so pretty. Like it just I know. Looks good. <laughs> like that, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten, so that's cool. Thanks, Miguel. Oh wow! So when yeah, did that's you? That's the hot chicken smash right there. That's exactly what I was just talking about. Mm. Now, when did you start your food truck? Um, so actually, it's kind of a, a crazy situation. So we actually started five years ago under another name. It was Two Twenty Five Street Food. Um, then about two years ago, me and my business partners decided to part ways and me and my wife took over the business full time. And that's where you get another food truck. So another food truck is like two years old, but the truck in general is about five years old. Do you all have any plans for having like a brick and mortar store somewhere? Yes. What what we ultimately want to do is move into a full hall. Um, so any full hall people or anyone who knows anyone who may, may be renting space, we're not really looking for like a full fledged restaurant. Um, I'm not really, I don't really want to do too much with service. I would rather just deal with the food and the food only, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, post pandemic and being a small business. I don't want to stretch myself too thin. So 
Yeah. What was the biggest challenge in starting your food truck? Because, you know, they always say that running a restaurant or a food truck is one of the hardest things that you can venture out and do on your own. What was the biggest hurdle when you started? Uh, Definitely the capital. We didn't we started with no working capital mm. at all. So it was like every day was like you buy the food. Hopefully we sell it. You buy the food. Hopefully we wow. sell it. But it was. Yeah. It's definitely been some ups and downs, but with the, ever since the rebrand, we've been doing pretty well, so I can't complain. And so is it just you and your wife that are working the truck, or do y'all have, like, a staff now? Oh, yeah, for sure. We have a staff. Um, we have, I'd say, probably about five or six employees total um, that help us out throughout the process. But, yeah, family. Family definitely comes into play a lot. Friends, you know. I'm learning about the friends part, but that can be tricky. I had a question yeah, about that. How much of your recipe do you give out to your employees and friends and family that work on the food truck with you? Like, where's the fine line or things maybe prepped beforehand? How does that work? So I right now I do most of the prep myself. Okay. So like most of the help that I get is like when we're actually working the event. Like people actually cooking with me, um, people running the register, things like that. But most of the prep is done by me. So I kind of have like control over the recipes for the most part Got and kind of making sure that they're co as consistent as possible. So mm. Mm. so awesome. Is there any more TV uh, things you have in your future that you're hoping to do or that are in the works? Um, not off the, not, there's nothing on the books right now, but I would like to continue to do more TV if at all possible. If the opportunity comes, we're definitely not turning it down. So, um, I don't know if anybody from Food Network may see this or the cooking channel, <laughs> any of that. Come on, <laughs> Food Network. I do feel like once you're on the Food Network, they kind of go back to the same well because you see a lot of people that end up on like Chopped or suddenly in Guys Grocery Games or suddenly in maybe Beat Bobby Flay. Like it almost feels like they know you, they know you, they can trust you and they're like, we have some other business propositions. So hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully. That would be that would be really cool. Um, and lastly, where can people follow you online, um, on social media so they can devour all of this delicious food you have? Uh, so you can follow us at another food truck. Matter of fact, I'll hang on my shirt. Yeah. Another food truck on Instagram, um, another food truck on Facebook. Um, and that's pretty much it. Another food truck.com. Uh, so it's a, a couple different ways to get to us. I'm redoing the website right now, though. So don't mm. go to anotherfoodtruck.com right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, under construction. Uh, under construction. Facebook and Instagram for sure. We post our schedule once a week to show where we're going to be at for the week. So nice. you can just kind of catch us. I love okay. it. I need to uh, set something up so you can come to my apartment in Uptown because uh, they oh, have yeah. food trucks come. So we'll have to make that happen. Um, okay. And then real quick, how did you get the name Another Food Truck? Um, so we named it another. So I, I didn't actually name it. my wife named it another food truck because when we had the transition from the last business partners, she was just like, just call another food truck. That's what you're going to do anyway. Open up another truck. <laughs> so I was like joking. She was joking with me. And then it kind of stuck. I figured it was kind of catchy. And then, you know, as we continue to brand and do different things, we're kind of going to keep the another situation going. Mm. And that's why. Our menu is actually all of the items that food trucks are kind of known for, and we put our spin on it. So it's like another fish sandwich, another mac and cheese, so forth and so on. 
Mm. You're like the DJ Khaled of food trucks. <laughs> another one. And another one. I love it. I love that whole those, branding process. Those fries got love in them. <laughs> I just know. I can tell through the photo. Oh, uh, well, Anthony, thank you so much uh, for coming on with us. And congratulations yes. for winning Chopped. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you soon. All right. Oh, that looks so good. I'm like salivating. Like we, I already have a list, Miguel, of restaurants that we need to visit the next time I'm in town. Mm-hmm. And we never make it. it to the ones. Mm-hmm. Hold God, on, let's just go through. That sandwich does look amazing, though. It does. You know what I like about it? The fact that it is smashed. Like, sometimes what's intimidating to me about, like, oh, this crazy chicken sandwiches or whatever is that they're huge and right. they, you can't fit them in your mouth. And, it, like, it doesn't provide a whole bite. It's like, oh, I had to gnaw oh. away at this sandwich. I love that he doesn't use elbow mac and cheese for his. Mm. I don't Ooh, use I didn't it for see mine it. It's hard to see it. Like, what is it? What does he use? Um, I want to say it's cavatappi. If Ooh, that's I do the love right, a cavatappi. That's what I use for my mac and cheese. Mm. Yeah, it is. Okay. I am I'm so hungry. This all looks so I know. good. So I wonder I should have asked like what is it when you say smashed? Is it just that like they they chop up the chick or they just literally... No, they pr- they probably pound it mm. and make it thin. Um, and that way you can like bread it and fry it and whatever yes. instead of like one big old Seasoned piece of breast meat ranch. maybe it's like butterflied or like and then you pounded it out yeah. so that it doesn't it's not one huge ass thing it probably cooks faster too mm. that's just so cool like when you have people that like live their dream of you know doing it because i like you said that had to have been so scary in the beginning to literally, like, you're going to buy the food every day and you don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so you're just, like, hoping for dear Lord that you're going to recoup that uh, money every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin, and do you want... And he had to keep that quiet for a while. Yeah. Uh, like, months. Like, I, the article I read today, I don't want to go find it. I, I'm almost positive it said 10-month-old son. Mm-hmm. And if he was on the show before the boy was born, he's had to keep this under wraps for a year. But I might be wrong. Good it may Lord. he may not be ten months old, but I I know that it's been a while that he's had to keep it quiet. Mm. Well, I know I'm going to be doing once they release their schedule for the week. I will be chasing <laughs> another food truck down to get me one of these hamburgers, girl. Um, how was everybody's weekend? It was good. Oh, why did everybody get quiet like that? What happened? Well, because usually Holly goes first. So I'm like, oh. I know. I was trying to think about it. Like, I didn't know if I wasn't going to interrupt anybody or anything. But, like, it's fine. It was relaxing on Saturday. I did have to work um, Maya's school festival a couple days. And I talked about it briefly on air. But I did face paint. <laughs> do you have any photos of that, by the way? I do. But, unfortunately, I don't have a picture of the really tragic ones. Yeah. Like, I was... Okay. In such a state of fluster that I didn't think to take a picture of it. Mm. Um, I did four, and I was there for two hours, and it takes so long, and I was trying to hurry up because these kids don't want to sit there for 30 minutes. Mm-mm. But at the nope. same time, face painting does something to little kids. And I noticed this even with Maya from like the early days when she would want to get her face painted. She doesn't now because she's like, Ugh, it gets yucky. And I'm like, no, it does. Just no, Probably not. Don't do it. Um, but little kids will sit still. 
and not complain <laughs> for the entire length of time mm. because it's like very almost like ASMR but for for touch like it just feels so good like on mm. your face because it's like you're it's calming you and like a couple of the people and I did an older girl and a younger girl um, they were just like f- sort of fidgeting, but in like a good way. And I'm like, I get it. Like I would want someone to paint my face if I didn't have to have paint on my face, if that makes sense. <laughs> mm, right. So like, like a facial. Just, I just want someone to brush me with like a little paintbrush. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a kid so version it's, of a facial, except kids don't need facials. <laughs> right. They just want to look like a unicorn. So <laughs> right. it was insane. So the first girl like is sweaty. It's hot. I'm sweaty. She plops down and she wants this thing that with it's like a cupcake up here and then like rainbow eyes. And I was like, Oof. I'm not prepared for this. I'm not prepared. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I start and it's running and I'm like, oh, my G. Like the parents are probably going to be like, we're paying you. <laughs> like not me, but they're paying money. <laughs> Oh, it was a mess. I really did my best. I tried blending. I tried, like, the cupcake. I'm, my hand is, like, kind of shaking as I'm trying to do the line. <laughs> did you get so any that tips? that was a little rough. No. No, mm. I did not. Uh, and then that was, like, mm. I, I managed with the cupcake. The Hello Kitty one, it looked like the fail version of oh. an actual Hello Kitty. Like, the per- like nailed it. Not. And I'm I, that one was the worst one, and I'm just like I felt this girl was like three. I'm like, so she doesn't care, but maybe the parents are gonna be like, why does that bow look like uh, holly berries? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I wish I had a picture of that, but I did step up the game after that. This is what this little boy requested. Oh, a tiger! Okay. And I was I saw this, and he goes, "Can I do this tiger?" And I look at him, and I was just like, "Hmm." That's pretty intricate. He, of course, he doesn't know what that word is. And I was like, are you sure you want that one? And he's like, yes. No, 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 Y'all? no, no. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Holly. That looks decent. It's not terrible. It's I mean, not terrible. It's not. I mean, it looks. Go back to the. To the original picture. Well, then I took the picture and then I'm like, okay. He's like, he's like, um, where are the fangs? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, put the fangs on. I'm like, I don't really know where to put the fangs. I, I'm going to just put them on your bottom lip. I don't know. I don't know. And then I did a minion, which took, it was one small cheek thing. Mm-hmm. It took way longer than it should have. But oh, I did that, that one. Girl, what the heck, minion was- look cross-eyed. It's supposed to. Look at the draw. Look at the thing. It's supposed to. It's supposed to look cross-eyed. It's I mean, I don't know. Yours just look like a little <laughs> They look like failed versions. Just It looks like you just try to drive from memory with your eyes closed. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because I was, like, going back and forth from my phone. To the, I would, like, take pictures of it, and I'd be like, ah. and then I'd get, like, the baby wipe, and I'd be like, okay. Why is Kelvin crying? <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm like, oh I'm like, I need some water. And meanwhile, Maya's running around like, baby, girl, I was like, go get mommy some water. I can't. Oh, this is. T-. She's like, can you do me for free? Meanwhile, there's a line. I'm like, hell no. I'm like, get no. out of here. I can't. I can't do this. So that was fun. How did Which you even have it. to do that? Like oh of all the people, I feel like that's something that you pay someone who's a professional to come in and do. No, well, it's all volunteer based. This mm. festival, it's all parent volunteers. So, um. Like, I had to sign up, and I did. I was like, I could do the crafts and face painting booth because I'm thinking I like crafts, mm. and I like working with kids, and I bet that would be fun. But they don't need no help with the craft part. They need help with the face painting part. And I'm like, I can do it. 
And they were like, okay. I'm like, okay. Well, so, at yeah, least we they did didn't it. have you like try to do like balloon art or something like that where you had to make elephants and oh, clowns and stuff. I would have been like, you know what? Just put, get, <laughs> nope, we're not going to do balloon art today. So I did that and I did bingo, which mm, I screwed that up too. Like, I just, How do you uh, screw up bingo? You just call out the numbers. Yeah. No, I wasn't calling out the numbers. I was selling the tickets. I was oh. selling the bingo boards. So first I had to do math and Ooh, then I tried no, to get no. somebody wrong change and then I was oh, embarrassed. No. And then some other lady, they, they, during that round, they were doing like, oh, half price sangria. And um, so she's like, I'll buy a board. And she like was not, she was grumpy. And she was like, I don't even want this prize, but I want the half price sangria. So here. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, here, thank you. Um, I'll take the money for your bingo board. But I'm like, the sangria is right over there. And she's like, I have to get it. And I was like, uh, I mean, yes, oh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't know the rules are, but oh I'm, my af- gosh. I'm afraid. So then I walked over to like the woman leading it up, and then as this woman is going to the sangria thing, I'm like, "Are we supposed to get them the sangria?" Because I didn't, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you should definitely do that." I'm like, "Oh, you didn't tell no. me." <laughs> so then there's other runners getting other people sangria, and this lady's looking at me like, "Ah," uh, she said. Mm. I was like. <laughs> And or you I know fuck what? Up something every time. You probably she was the mom of the kid with the messed up tiger face. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, not only did this bitch mess up my kid's face paint, now she make me go slop over here to get my own sangria. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I was just so I was like almost dissociating. Have I do? Because I was like, I, this is why I, I'm not a very good parent volunteer. I'm just I, I like being I've home. Always yeah. screw something up when it comes to helping out at these events. So. <laughs> that was a large part of my weekend. And then I I don't want to save this one for like an on-air thing, but what happened at, where were we? Michael's. How did I when know? I bought How all the I Christmas decorations. It? Did you? It would be at Michael's. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to save it for a check-in, so I don't want to tell the full story here, but like <laughs> cashier was terrible. Oh, no. And even, like, made a comment about how she's like, why well, I have to wrap up all the candles so you won't have to call and be like, oh, my God, my cashier brought my candle. And I'm like, clearly she's been called about before because Ew. you wouldn't say that right. if you had never been called about. Sounds so, personal. Yeah, it was a rough bat. But I got some um, Halloween Christmas decorations this mm. weekend, which is exciting. Fine. So, yeah, it was just it was kind of chill downtime. So, Producer Kelvin, what did you do? I thought I was going to have a wild weekend just because I wanted to, like, go and party Friday. And then Saturday, I was like, you know what? After Wakanda forever, like, maybe we should go out. And mm-hmm. then Sunday, drag brunch. I didn't do any of that oh, no. at oh. all. I was really okay. happy to go out a little bit on Friday, though, because I feel like when you do something on a Friday, it feels like your weekend is much longer. And I can yeah. appreciate that. Right. So we did that. We hung out with Miguel's uh, very beefy friends. Um, <laughs> on Friday night, very pretty to look at. They'll appreciate um, that. Thank you. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, and then whatever, we went back home. Oscar's falling asleep. We had Taco Bell though, which was very nice. He never has Taco Bell. He actually doesn't like Taco Bell. Mm. But I introduced him to the chicken chalupa, and he very much enjoyed it. Mm. Oh. Yes. And then uh, Saturday, I decided to finish my show with Zoe Saldana that I talked about in the check-in earlier today. And I was just bawling my eyes out. Like, I knew the last three or two episodes were going to get me, but I didn't expect for it to have me, like, ugly crying, snot, no, like, all of it, just tears. And my face was swollen for a good few hours afterwards just because it was so beautiful uh, to see that kind of love on screen. And it is a typical, oh, my God, I go to Europe and I fall in love, but... 
it was also relatable too at times. Um, Zoe Saldana's character is trying to figure out, you know, do I stick with the job that pays me well and gives me benefits, or do I go with the job that, uh, you know, will fill my passion and my soul with what I love to do? But the guy ends up getting sick, which you do end up finding out in the beginning. Uh, so no spoilers there. And I I loved it. And then of course you know everything that happens when one dies, mm. it's very sad. And what's um, the name of the show? From scratch. Mm. I've been yes. seeing a lot of people post about it and saying that it's just one of those tear fests that just yes. go ahead, buckle in, and get your Kleenex because it's just you're, it's going to make you cry. Yes. The, oh man. The worst part is that it's a real story. So. Oh, it's a, oh god. <laughs> yes. Oh. I can't. I got to Like I just feel like oh. over the past several years, I've had enough like real life in my. <laughs> Right. Drama. I I, I cried enough drama. about other kind of things. I'm like, I just want to watch something that's not going to make me ugly cry for two hours. <laughs> I'm not a good crier. It has to be like a really intense thing for me to just like break down and cry. Um, so I felt like th- that was nice. Mm. It was just someone else's pain to watch. And sometimes it can unlock <laughs> so. the feelings that you're not even addressing with yourself. And just like crying is cathartic, period. Yeah, so is. you get those tears out. Like my favorite little, one of my favorite little nuggets, like tidbits of knowledge, because I have so much useless knowledge from doing this job for so long. Is it a juicy uh, one? one? Of my, yeah, it's a juicy little tidbit. Mm. Shouts out. Well, the Tampa um, juicy tidbit checked in too. Tampa tidbit. So um, one of my favorite little tidbits is that they've done research on the structure of tears, right? Hmm. And like the tears from different emotions have different structures. So it's clearly like a release from your body. And like they structurally like think about how like a snowflake is has that kind of structural whatever. So tears from grief look very different than tears from joy. And Mm. it's like your body needs to release those outlets and it it like does something for you. So it's just I I find that to be fascinating. And that's another reason why I'm like crying's good. Get Mm. it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, you do feel a release after it happens where you're just like, uh, like your shoulders relax a little bit more where it's mm. like sometimes you just need a good cry. Mm. I know. My, uh, my daughter, who's nine, is always like anytime she ever has a big cry, which isn't really too often nowadays, but she's always like exhausted. She's like, I always want to go to sleep after that. I'm like, because mm. you got a lot of stuff out, right. you know? Yeah. Is there like a show or a TV show or a, a movie that you know is going to make you cry like every time or a song that it's like this is going to just tear me up inside if I watch or listen to this. Mm. My sister's about- keeper. That, oh, that one gets me. That why do I familiar. feel like I've seen that? Cameron Who's Diaz. Oh, is that the cancer? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I did. We watched that together, Holly. Do you yeah, remember? we did. I think we did. And I, I think, think we, we did. both were just like. Oh, message. <laughs> So many things make me cry that it's almost like what doesn't. Like you know what I mean? Like that's a better game. What? The better, what better does? game is what's fair play that doesn't make Holly cry. Like, do, do you know what the most random thing popped into my head is? Um, what gets me every time, and I know it's coming, and I can almost time it down to the minute. Remember the movie Independence Day mm-hmm. with Will Smith? Mm-hmm. When the president's wife is in the bed dying, and mm. the little girl comes in and. And she's like talking to her mom. Her mom's like, you just keep growing, knowing that she's dying. Every I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> that um, usually I have at least once a season, like a real good, ugly cry from Handmaid's Tale mm. that mm-hmm. um, like I, I will usually cry from like my my typical 
romantic comedy Christmas movies that I watch, the big three being mm. Love Actually, The Holiday, Family Stone, those. Mm-hmm. Um, just any movie that does a good job at doing what it's meant to do, which is tugging on those heartstrings. Yeah. And because I'm very empathetic, like I will feel what they're trying to portray. I feel it through the screen. So it's going to make me cry. Yes. I've even done it with like kids movies. And then mm. if I'm sitting with Maya, she'll look over and be like, are you crying again? And, I'm like, uh, here we go. and then I get embarrassed. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, come on. Like, I, I can't help it. I'm going to cry. This, I'm a crier. This is who we are in, in my family. So whatever. Uh, some of the suggest or some of the other things that make people cry from the uh, platypus posse. Uh, let's see here. Stefan said, oh, my God, the last episode of Handmaid's Tell made me full on cry and I never cry. Really? Um, mm. Amy Gordon said Con Air. Oh. Makes you cry. That's the one with uh, Nicholas Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then I can't tell who this is. The Bridge of Terror. It might be Tampa Tidbit. Tampa Tidbit. I've never seen it, but I constantly see the meme about it. I've never seen it, though. The Bridge of Terabithia? Yeah. I'm trying I to haven't think, seen I it see either. That? It's with um, God, the guy from Hunger Games. Which one? Gail or PETA? PETA. Mm. Uh, oh, so I it's like, like a him. recent... No, it's not recent. Josh Hutchinson. Oh, it's like when he's younger? Mm Mm-hmm. When he was a kid. I like Josh Hutchinson. I do, too. He had this really ridiculous off-the-wall show on Hulu called, um, oh, gosh, what is it called? Uh, Hold on. I hate when I do this. Uh, Hulu. Whatever happened to Josh Hutchinson? Uh, Future Man. That's right. Future Man. It's like this sci-fi comedy show, and I don't like comedies normally, but it is. Miguel doesn't like joy. I do not. Give me pain. Give me sadness. <laughs> give me torture. Let me live in in, in the uh, the pain cave. Uh, but I it. did like Future Man though, because it was like inappropriate comedy and like over the uh, top with sci-fi stuff, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. If it's so freaking sad, I don't want to watch Bridge of Terabithia. Uh, let's see here. Laura Best said, "Million Dollar Baby." That was really I already sad. read what happens. I don't want to say that either. Uh, <laughs> Amy Gordon said notebook is another notebook, one. Yeah. Um, once we get done with this topic, remind me, I want to talk about Don't Worry Darling. Mm, um, I want to see that. Another, uh, well, not a movie, but a song that if I just hear it casually, I don't cry. But if I'm like in my car or I'm by myself mm-hmm. and I start to think about it, then I start to tear up. And it would be. It's so weird to me that this makes you cry. It's such a bop. It is. Like I said, if it's like casual and I'm like, you know, with people at a party, I'm like, yeah, it's on the radio. But to me, when I really listen to it, I hear that's Whitney's voice when she was really young Mm. and she recorded it. And so you can just hear how pure it is. And then, like, when I think about later on in life when, you know, because of drugs and alcohol abuse, her voice was damaged and it wasn't what it was. And just getting older. Um, So it just makes me sad for her. And I just think about, like, all of them. See, I'm getting emotional thinking about it now. Fuck. (laughs) I just, like, all the music that we, that could have been with her because Mm. of alcohol abuse. And it's just, like, all of that together. And I'm just like, 
It's just so sad to me. And seeing mm-hmm. her old performances too, right? Oh, my like they get me every time. Girl, there is a song, a performance um, that my friend Kawan showed me one time mm-hmm. when he was drunk and we were drunk, and I'd never seen it before. It was from her HBO special, Home for the Troops, in like Ooh. the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh, every time I watch it, I'm just like, <laughs> um. oh. I feel that way about Selena. Every time I see Selena interviews or Selena performances, like the same exact feeling that you Mm. feel for Whitney. And even Whitney gets me emotional too, but I totally get it. Um, What's the Selena song? Because I'm dreaming of you you tonight. tonight. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in like elementary school when that came out. And there was like this boy where like I didn't understand my feelings. I just knew that I liked to be around him. And so I would like sing that song and think of him. I think his name mm-hmm. was like Fabian, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know what this is, but I'm dreaming. I'm thinking of you tonight, oh, till tomorrow. So, so every time I watch Selena and I hear or I hear this song, I think about little Miguel, who was like, I knew that these feelings probably weren't right because you know I you know people had called me gay and stuff, and I knew that that wasn't a good thing to be or what yeah. I heard, and mm-hmm. so it was like a really complicated time because I was like ten, you know, right. Ugh. That's so tough. Um, Holly, what were you going to mention? This, uh, the show? Or Don't something? Worry, Darling? Yes. Oh, the movie Don't Worry, Darling. Um, I watched it and I just want to talk about it. <laughs> Not like spoilers or anything. Um, that's the one with all of, it's a, the Olivia Wilde directed, Florence oh, Pugh, yes. uh, Harry Styles. We sat down and watched it this weekend because <clears throat> there were several movies that we wanted to watch this weekend and that one was free. So I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Um, and so I went in kind of like just no expectations, open mind, and I left with mixed feelings. First and foremost, mm. it really is like my heart was pounding so hard at the end of the movie that I got hot and I had to take the blanket I was cozied up in off. Oh. So it's it's a suspenseful uh, thriller. It is. Um, and But the only problem is that I feel like it, could have been better like it mm. could have been more or like the pieces could have made more sense like there's a lot in the movie like a lot of roads to nowhere like a lot of like cool things because it's it's sort of like a stepford wives meets mm. some kind of jordan peele film meets the matrix like it's it's on kind of a different level, and I really? like it. Really? I didn't know it had those elements to mm. it. Yeah, I like mm. it. I really like where they went. And then, like, the twist, you're like, well, what the actual fuck? Okay, hold mm. on. Like, that whole nonsense where I think it was even Olivia Wilde herself where she's like, well, I just really wanted female pleasure to be front and center because, like, there was a lot of talk about, like, oh, you know, Harry scene. Styles goes down on um, Florence Pugh. Like, it's not really even about the sex scene. And I was like, I think by putting that forefront, you were expecting one thing, but it's just part of a larger whole. It has nothing to like. It's like I feel like the the movie was sort of mismarketed or whatever, and mm-hmm. it just there were all these little loose ends that should have plugged in somewhere that didn't, and we mm. had so many questions at the end. Uh-huh. But the premise was good, and so that's why I feel like it's one of the year's most talked about movies. Because of all the drama behind the scenes right. with all of that nonsense. Um, but generally, I was like, good for Olivia Wilde. That's a really great premise. But it just feels like someone should have gone over it another time and been like, 
But why is this happening and can we fix it or at least give a reason why it's happening? Mm. So thoughts on that. That's my thoughts on. Don't worry, darling. Is it worth watching? Yeah, I think so. Because mm. like I said, like my heart was pounding. Like it was a good and like the build is good. There's a lot of like, oh my gosh, like scenes in it. Um, And like they all do well. Florence Pugh is great. I even think Harry Styles was fine. I could see why she wanted Shia LaBeouf in that role though. Mm. Man, could I see how she would, like he would have been better. Like right. 100%. Shia LaBeouf, I think even the role could have maybe been built for him if she had wanted, he was the original actor. So he would have been better in that role. But Harry Styles did fine. I thought, I thought Chris Pine was good. Um, Olivia Wilde herself was in it. She was decent. Like, she was good. But it just, <laughs> it didn't go where it needed to go, but it was good. I would recommend it. Like, if you're like, what should we watch? Watch that one. Mm. Did you see, like, did you see Harry Styles as Harry Styles? Or did you see his see him as someone else? Because I've been told I don't see it. Uh, but when Gaga did House of Gucci, people would see Lady Gaga, and then they would see her character. Mm. Is Harry Styles good at maintaining that character that he was playing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, because I don't really know. Does anyone really know Harry Styles as a person? Just cool, laid back, charming. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think he does a pretty decent job. Like, I think he does decent. Like, there's probably, like, could he, like, that's why I'm saying, like, Shia LaBeouf would have been better. Right. Yeah. It just is what it is. He's not even a very experienced actor. So, right. like, yeah. Are there moments where you're like... It's Harry Styles, whatever. But I didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't take me out of the film. Okay, good. So, That's what I've always said. That the difference between a great actor and a good actor is, and I, this has changed. You know, over the past fifteen years with Will Smith, like the difference between like Will Smith and Denzel Washington. Like when you see Denzel Washington in a movie, you don't see Denzel Washington. He right. totally becomes that character. Where mm-hmm. especially like in the nineties and like early two thousands. Will Smith was Will Smith, and it was yeah. like his cadence, his joking manner, yeah. and you were like, oh, yes. that's Will Smith in a movie. Right. But, but he's then, gotten better. He did, like with the pursuit of happiness back in the day, um, like I Am Legend, and as those like very meaty ro- ro- uh, roles came about, then mm-hmm. you did not see Will Smith anymore, and he became that character. Right. Yeah. Um, so I feel it like- It would take a while for Harry Styles to get there. Right. Like, I knew that it was Harry Styles, but I'm also, to be absolutely fair, I'm not like- one of these Harry Styles super fans. Mm. So maybe there was able to be a little bit more of a wall for me. Don't I love I love the music, but I'm not a super fan. So there might have been a, a a barrier there that um if I was a huge fan, maybe I would have noticed that. Mm. Oh good. Well, some suggestions for you of, mm-hmm. of things to watch. Um real quick before we get out of here, I did want to mention before I forget that um I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> Uh, we've we've had people in town like every weekend. Who was in town? Uh, it was Hill and Cody, my friends from Panama City. I thought it was Hill and Cody this weekend. Mm -hmm. I told my person that I'm like, man, Miguel has been having people in town for like the past month. Mm -hmm. He's like, months. Doesn't he want a break? And then immediately (laughs) followed it up with, well, maybe not for Miguel. I'm like, both. I was like, Miguel does love to entertain, but I also think he's ready for a break. You could have the opposite problem, though. And I granted, that's not invalidating your tiredness, Mm. but you could have the opposite problem. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Just loneliness a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Not having familiar faces in a city where, I mean, we don't know the majority. Tobin says, that's me. Thanks very much. Uh, Yeah, I'm so going to complain. 
Uh, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's very exhausting, and you guys like to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could see how. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Just, it is exhausting, entertaining. Ooh. It is. But it is yeah. so fun though to like. Uh, with my job of moving, you know, over around the southeast uh, since college, it's cool to see old friends with new friends mm. um, and then just sort of like see them all come together and get to know each other. Um, but the only thing that was like nuts this weekend is that Saturday night uh, we went out and we went to an after party and girl. <laughs> I am not an after party person, honey. What are you talking about an after party? It is so basically. is a hotel party. Like what? It was literally at a warehouse. Um, where so there's this whole like industrial complex of like an event throwing company where they throw they find uh these sort of abandoned not abandoned um big warehouse spaces and then they put up a dj booth there's lights there's bathrooms they had a smoking tent where people were going in and smoking the devil's lettuce oh. um, where you could just like go in and boop, boop, do it and walk out disrespectful um girl i was like what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> like i am too old for this i'm tired and so like what are you doing there well because everybody wanted to go all my friends that were visiting and then the friends that we were hanging out with that have been showing us around charlotte they were like let's go and the bar we were at was closing, and so no one was tired. And I was like, "Well, what time? What what time did you go to this warehouse? Three, <laughs> three o'clock in the yes, morning. Bob, what you the closed out the hell? club? I did, I did. And then we went to an after party. You didn't have enough fun at the club, girl. I did enough fun. I did enough fun. I'm sorry. We ate dinner at 4 p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> 4 p.m. We started watching Don't Worry Darling at about 5.30. And then by about 10.30, 11 o'clock, I was like, wow, we have really pushed it. It's time to get in bed. Girl, no. Like man. three in the morning. That's almost the time we get. Like that is the time when you get up for work. Like yes, what? It is. Um, uh, I'm going to. There's a video I have of like, it just, it's just, it was so random. And I remember there was one point um, because I, I wasn't like really drunk uh saturday night that's how i was able to go and able to last because i wasn't drunk and i was kind of just making sure my friends were good and every you know introducing everybody together yeah um but there was just one point where i was like i'm not old but i feel old in this moment like right now i feel like i need my ass needs to be planted in my bed right now because this is a lot yeah i just don't know how people do that every weekend Cause like we have some friends that we've met here that like go out every weekend and they go to after parties all the time and I'm like, mm-hmm. how do you do? No, 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 no way. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I literally, I don't think I could do that. Like, I mean, maybe I could, but I would be wrecked. Uh, that's what I feel like. Uh, if the, I just if wanna... the night is fun, I can keep going till the sun comes up. But I won't sit here and tell you like. Yeah, I do it every single time. No, the, the vibe has to be so much fun that I don't want the night to end. I could. Do I it. really want to connect two things right now. You just said vibe, and I also want to talk about being old. Two things. Okay. They both come from TikTok. So really quick, uh, one of the evenings I was sitting scrolling my TikTok, and I saw this guy who his, he was like part 17 of explaining Gen Z slang. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so Gen Z, oftentimes millennials too, will talk about a place's vibe. And he's like, millennials really kick this off with like good vibes only. But he's like, but vibes are not only positive. Right. And so 
this was a long TikTok, so let me summarize. So he was explaining, and this is when I, I started to feel old because I had no idea that it was this complex. And I was like, we're coming up on a whole new shift of how people live, and I'm not in it. So I'm trying to get in it. But he's like, with Gen Zers, if someone like invites you over to come vibe, it's like a noun and a verb. It's like a verb, like we're gonna you're gonna come over and vibe. And he's like, but you don't really know what the vibe is until you get there. Right. So you're gonna walk over and um maybe everyone is on their own device, like on their phone, cozied up in a corner, and they're just scrolling. If that's the vibe, you better get yourself a corner and just play on your phone by yourself together. Maybe you go and everyone's playing video games and they're all kind of rowdy. That's that vibe. So mm. you got to match the vibe. Um, and like whatever. So whatever atmosphere you come into, that's the vibe. And that's what you're going to vibe with. And I'm sitting here and my mind is exploding. And I'm like, uh. I did not even know that this is where we are with vibing. So that made me feel old. And it made me feel like, God, I really got to do a better job of trying to keep up with Gen Z so that I don't get left behind. That. Then, almost back to fucking back, I see, you know those one of the teenage dirtbag videos mm-hmm. where it's like an um, older person mm-hmm. and then they show you pictures of their trashy like teenage selves, which I love when celebrities do this. Starts out with this older man. He's older than me, I can tell. He might be in his 50s, mid-50s maybe. He looks like an office manager of a Staples. He looks like maybe he's the guy at Staples who tries too hard to make jokes when you're just trying to like do inventory. He kind of has a little bit of a dad bod and he's not unattractive, but he's just like, you know, that. Is it the, come over here and give me a hug. Come on. Yeah, kind of that. Kind of that. And he just looks like he's a little goofy and sometimes he can maybe be like Maybe a little bit of a prick about some shit, but overall, like, he's just that guy in the office. Right. I'm like, and I I almost scrolled past because I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> but I'm like, well, let me not. I'm like, I actually can't wait for the reveal. And so he's doing his, I'm just a teenage, and it flips. It was LN from Clueless. Cher's crush. What? Yes. Like, Elton, the hot from the high school that yeah. and Dion and Ty mm. go to. He's like rolling with the homies, homies trying to help Ty. It was him. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Elton from Clueless <laughs> is now this dad bod ass joke making Staples manager. <laughs> so using that and then talking about where oh, you're going to vibe with people. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit. I texted it to my college best friend, uh, one of my college best friends, and I texted it to her because we used to watch Clueless all the time together, and I just said, what the fuck? And she goes, dude. And by the way, I texted her at 8.47 p.m. <laughs> I go, dude. And she goes, LN. I'm like, I know. And she goes, uh, not going to lie, I'm in bed right now. <laughs> and I go, well, I ate dinner at 4 p.m. And she goes, excellent. I was like, <laughs> Old. Wait, so anyway, that's my story about Gen Z and old and everything else. I have it pulled up here. Uh, let me share it with you watching. I'm sorry, with you listening, if you just go to uh, TikTok. And his name is Jeremy Sisto. Yeah, I guess. That's his name. <laughs> Blown uh, away. Hold on, will it play the audio? Look too? at this guy. Wait. 
my God, he was so cute. So yes. cute. And did, did I not do a pretty decent description of what he looks like nowadays? No. <laughs> Staples, he looks like a general manager. That's what I said. He's a manager of Staples. <laughs> he looks like my science teacher from back in high school. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a little bit different. That, that's one of the crazy things about just getting older, not old, but just older. Older. Is that the people that you liked in pop culture are now, they're older too, you know? Yeah. And so just seeing them, um, I was looking at Hillary Duff's uh, Instagram because she was, you know, sharing thoughts about uh, Aaron, Aaron Carter. Carter's passing, yeah. And so then it, you know, I went through a little wormhole of like looking through her Instagram and I hadn't looked at her, you know, what she looks like now in years. And so just seeing Hillary Duff, like, you're Lizzie McGuire. Like, I used to watch you on that show all the time. And now she's like a woman with kids and a husband. And she's like, here's my makeup line or whatever. Momming it out. Yeah. Right? And it's just mm-hmm. so nuts to see. And I'm sure if you're older, you know, like if you're maybe in your 50s and you're like, bitch, of course, what do you think is going to happen? But still, it's just so weird to see now. Like, It's just weird. Like, it starts in your 30s when li- little, like, one-off moments when you're in your 30s and, like, a 21-year-old will say something and you're like, what the fuck? Like, huh? And it just, the, the moments get more frequent as you get older. And, um, like, I want to be that person that's, like, still connected to the next generation coming up. Mm. Um, but I can see how real easy it is to just get comfortable with the life the way you know it. Right. And, like, when my kid tells me I'm old, I'm like, would you stop? Like, 40 is not old. And it's not. But to her. Girl, right. you might as well be born in, like, 1905. Like. <laughs> and I know. And she doesn't have any concept of anything. Like, no. she'll be like, oh, my God, Mom, that's, like, from your day in the 70s. And I'm like, uh, bitch. She said the late I'm like, 1900s. No, that was, she's like, that, I'm like, that was Nana. Okay? I wasn't even alive then. And then she gets all confused. Oh, my God. one. <laughs> I don't even know. She asked me, like, last week. We were talking about something, about the pandemic or something. And she goes, wait. Were you around when it was the Black Death? Uh, <laughs> she's like, hey, mom. Yeah, she's trying it. She's like, mom, did you uh, have fear about Jack the Ripper going around? <laughs> did you have electricity growing up? I mean, like, they so, do mom, say what was your like favorite this. dinosaur back they, then? <laughs> they have no concept of time, like these kids. Because I'm like, mm. That's ridiculous. I'm like, the Black Death was like, we had to look it up so I could prove to her how ridiculous it was. I'm like, it was the 1300s. <laughs> what? I mean, it's no. true. I mean, I remember being in probably second or third grade and we were, I think it was like at the beginning of the day when like the teacher would like have us all sit in the front and she'd go over like the announcements and stuff if you have any yeah. questions. And I remember asking her was... <laughs> Did she have electricity when she was growing up? And she was so offended. And she was like, how old do you think I am? And I was like, I don't know. I don't have, I was like nine. I was like, I don't know. Kids don't have a concept. I I like, it's hard not to be offended. But also at the same time, you're like, I know you don't understand. Like they have eight or nine years worth of experience. And half of that is non-memorable. Like they don't remember it. So... (laughs) Holly, what was it like uh, when you got into the, your first edition of uh, the Model T Ford um, mm-hmm. from Henry Ford? Like We had to crank it up, you know. 
So were you close personal friends with Charlie Chaplin or silent films? What it doesn't make it better, though, like when you actually see how much technology has advanced in the last 10 years alone or 15, because, for example, like it's fully plausible like in their brains, it doesn't make sense. So they're like, oh, yeah, like you were around when the first cars were there. Because I've told a story of like, oh, well, when I learned how to drive, you know, most cars, unless you were very rich, didn't have automatic windows. You had to crank the window up and down. Right. And that sounds like it could have happened in 1907. You like, had a Flintstones <laughs> car, basically. Right. Like some of the stuff, like, we didn't like cell phones didn't exist. I grew up in a time where computers didn't exist. And so it can be confusing, but I'm like, no, the Black Death, like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, no. speaking of technology, um, right after we give our, um, our social media stuff, I'm going to play a video uh, that we'll close out with that I was like, ugh, talk about how uh, technology and social media has changed. Like, it started off innocently, and now because of how these tech companies have had to make money, um, I saw this yesterday, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty much true. Um, oh but I'm going to play that to uh, close out the show. But uh, Holly, what is all of your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram. I am on the TikToks <laughs> and Twitter. Come on, Grandma. Uh, and Producer Kelvin, what's your? At Kelvin Live. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and you already know what's coming. What? What is coming? Not Do you. We? Ain't nobody seen anything about it. Okay. Uh, Not you. Maybe it'll be a Christmas gift. Girl, bye. Presents coming. Ain't nothing. Uh, mine is <laughs> at Miguel Fuller everywhere. Uh, so this is from this Instagram account called uh, The Slow Factory, and it says, between Elon Musk taking over Twitter and just everything happening on the internet right now, this is more relevant than ever. And this is Bob Burnham. He is a director in Hollywood. This is him giving a speech at some sort of convention or something. Um, so I'm just going to play it. You can see it here if you're watching um, on YouTube or Facebook, but obviously you'll hear the audio. Uh, but thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. They're coming for every second of your life. That, that's what these companies are coming to. This company as well. And it's not because anyone is bad. It's not because anyone in this company has evil plans or is trying to do this. They're not even doing it consciously. It's because these companies like Twitter and uh, YouTube and Instagram, and everything they went public and they went to shareholders. So they have to grow. Their entire models are based off of growth. They cannot stay stagnant. YouTube, uh, Twitter grossed four or five billion dollars last year. It is in the red. It is unprofitable. It has to get more of you. No matter how nice it's trying to be, it is all that they're trying to get more engagement from you. We, the, we used to colonize land. That was the thing you could expand into. And that's where money was to be made. We colonized the entire earth. There was no other place for the businesses and capitalism to expand into. And then they realize human attention that we can now, they are now trying to colonize every minute of your life. That is what these people are trying to do. Every single free moment you have is a moment you could be looking at your phone and they could be gathering information to target ads at you. That that's what's happening. So like as much as we can, you know, as have really good conversations and try to humanize uh, the conversations, the like mechanism of the business is, is, rolling towards that just because of the market so like it, it's coming it, it's coming for every free second you have um 
And that's dark. That's really, really dark and scary. And for someone like me, I, I, I grew up a Have a great day. <laughs> great day. Bye. Bye. Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Catch it on the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you listen to podcasts.